Welcome to the ADHD Fempreneur Podcast, where we unleash the power of the ADHD entrepreneurial mind. I'm Kerry Fitzgibbon. Ladies, let's turn your superpower into success. Welcome to the first episode of the ADHD Fempreneur Podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking about my story and how it can help other ADHD fempreneurs like myself, because I've been able to, despite this, what I class as a superpower now, which I used to think was a hindrance, I've been able to build a couple of seven-figure businesses, and guess what? I've been able to help other business owners do exactly the same. So I want to share my story why um, I do what I do and how I was able to build these businesses, despite the fact that I am genuinely unfocused, disorganized and organized. I have a floor drobe, I lose my keys, I lose my phone and I get distracted a lot. So I want to help others do exactly the same. So I only just got diagnosed with ADHD properly about six or so months ago. It's been a a bit of a journey, but when I first found out, and I only got diagnosed because we suspected my son was ADHD and I had um, family members say they were, and I sort of went, huh, wait a minute, some of that stuff sounds like me. Like, you know, are you late everywhere? Do you struggle to focus? Do you struggle to complete things? Do you feel different? And I'm thinking, yes, that's completely me. So I finally got my son diagnosed and I got diagnosed. And it was a real, I guess relief to be honest because all my life I felt different you know all through school uh, I was always late to school um, very very good at doing stuff didn't complete stuff and so on Uh, dropped out of high school tried all sorts of different jobs tried corporate tried office work and I just couldn't do it I, I was I struggled to even though I'm bright I struggled to a be on time struggled to enjoy it. And half the time I didn't actually like what I was doing. And if it was a job where I had to be systemized, (laughs) I had to do structure and systemization, like account type stuff. I tried accounts at one stage. I really, really struggled. And I used to think there was something wrong with me. And unfortunately in those office situations when I'm in the workplace, although everyone loved me, I was super fun. I wasn't liked, right? Because people had to step in where I couldn't do things because I was too bored. And that was the key. I had to find something that I was passionate about. And unfortunately, it took me so many years. I thought I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a journalist from when I was, you know, a little kid because I saw someone on television. She had gorgeous, bright red hair and she was really exciting. And I thought that's what I want to do. So I thought about this in my entire school life and then I dropped out of school. You know, I felt a failure. I'm not going to be a journalist because I can't complete things. And all through my teenage years, it got kind of worse, which is what happens with ADHD. But when you don't know you've got ADHD, you don't realize that it's actually a thing, right? It's a neurological thing. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. You just think differently than others. And for us, it's a key to getting dopamine, right? Happiness. So we need to do things we love. So school, I didn't love it and I wasn't good at it. You know, I was for a while, then I wasn't. So dropped out, went into all these jobs. And eventually went back and thought, you know what, I'm going to complete something. 
And it just so happened that everything aligned and I ended up in this broadcasting school doing journalism. And it was exciting because it was a what we class as a polytech in New Zealand uh, over in Australia. It's called TAFE. But basically you go and you do hands-on training. And that is what worked for my ADHD brain, doing hands-on. And so I did my journalism, ended up getting my degree, stepped out the back end of this, went and worked in an exciting um, place in New Zealand, uh, reporting from mountains and so on. But it still required structure. To be a journalist, guess what? You have to turn up on time. And, you know, I'm sure many people that are late everywhere. People think that you're being disrespectful. It's not. If you've got ADHD, it's actually a thing and you try. It's called time blindness and it happens, right? So I, the problem with being a journalist is sometimes I was late <laughs> to a story and that's not really great when you're working for a media organisation. Um, but the other thing is, is that it's structured. You know, you can't just write your passionate thing. You've actually got to write facts. And especially when it comes to, you know, radio or newspaper, it's very factual, you know, so you can't put in all your exciting ideas and stuff. So uh, when I turned 30, I decided to make the move to Australia from New Zealand. And I decided to jump careers. I decided that, you know, journalism, although I loved the idea of it, it just didn't suit me with my ADHD brain. Plus, the other thing with being ADHD and, and not realising, by the way, at this stage, I just thought it was me. There was something wrong with me. I can't stick to a job for more than, you know, a, a year was the longest I could stick to a job for. And I jumped from job to job, career to career. Uh, hobbies, man, I had 101 different hobbies. Start one thing, uh, not be able to complete it, got bored and moved on. Right. So I moved here to Australia and went, right, I'm making a fresh start landed an office job, didn't work. And eventually, eventually I got into a position where moved forward a few years, I met an uh, amazing guy and he, I got pregnant and I couldn't work anymore in the, the job. I was, I was working as a sales rep, which kind of suited me. It was a bit more exciting. And I remember one day, um, I, uh, one of my friends said to me, cause I just wanted to work part-time. I had babies. I'd already gone back on after my first baby. I went back to work after 12 weeks. She was 12 weeks old. I was still breastfeeding and I went back to work because we didn't have the money. I was spending a lot of money because I'm ADHD. I want my dopamine hit. <laughs> and to get that, we can quite often spend a lot of money. Another thing I didn't know. And so I, um, I had to go back to work. And so I went to this job. Um, and you know, that was what it was meant to be. And it was terrible. By the time I got pregnant with baby number two, I just said, I wasn't going to do that anymore. So I put it out there and this is another good thing. I, I, again, you don't know what you don't know, but what I, some natural things that are amazing superpowers that I now know about ADHD is, is we we, we can hyper-focus, you know, when we're interested in something. We're great at coming up with ideas. And if we're passionate about it, you know, happy days. And we've got so much energy, we can get things done. So these are the, the, the things that I, I had these ideas and I really, and, and the other thing is, is um, being able to kind of be able to be so intuitive that you know things that other people don't know. 
And people used to say to me, hey, Kerry, you're a dreamer. You think that you're going to be, and I remember at the time it was, I had baby number two. I now want an online business because I've heard about it and I want flexibility and freedom. But I had no idea how to do that. So what I did is, in fact, a friend called me up one day and said, hey, Kerry, there's these people and they're internet people and they teach people how to make money on the internet. And this was before it was a big thing. And they're looking for salespeople. And I'm like, all right, I could do this. So they were looking for full-time salespeople. I only wanted a part-time job. I went in there and I sold me to them part-time under my condition because I wanted to work from for them to be like them. They were internet entrepreneurs. They were making passive money online and I wanted to learn from them. But I couldn't, you know, um, afford to take time out from working. So I thought I'll work from them and learn from them. And that's where it all began with actually finding my passion. I found people who were doing what I wanted to do. And then I did everything to be able to get them to teach me, right? Nowadays, I would get a credit card and invest, you know, that's what I do. But I did anything I could to to learn from them. And I ended up working for them. They've ended up being a really good mentors for me. I ended up, you know, and they helped me. I did everything they told me to do, right? So I just followed the bouncing ball. I didn't reinvent it. But what I did is because I had this brain that had lots and lots of ideas and I um, was able to kind of, I'm going to say predict things, real evangelist. And at the time, Facebook had only just come out. So that's one of my biggest businesses is being a Facebook marketer, a Facebook coach and, and trainer and marketer. Um, and Facebook had only just come out and we were all using it as a social network. And I needed to find a way to shortcut the process of making sales for these people and setting up a sideline gig for me to make money online. So I thought, hmm, lots of people are on Facebook. I don't want to do cold calling. I'll just do this thing on Facebook. So I researched and researched hyper-focused, which I know that's a thing now, hyper-focused and found someone in the US who was teaching Facebook before anyone else was, saying you can actually make sales and do business with Facebook. So I bought his DVDs way back in the stone ages. <laughs> this is actually back in 2010. Right? I bought his DVDs and they arrived. And this day they've arrived and I've said to my girlfriend, who is also doing the same sales job, and I'm like, all right, we're going to learn how to do this Facebook thing because apparently it's a thing. So we went to her place for the weekend. We stocked up on a couple of bottles of wine. We told the, 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 the dads, you got the kids. And we sat on her floor for the weekend. Well, she got up within an hour because it was boring to her. She didn't have my ADHD brain. She didn't, I was so excited. This was such, this was, this was me about to live my dream. And I actually focused for the entire weekend. Yes, it helped that we're drinking wine and she was feeding me food and going, oh, you just learn it, Kerry, and you tell me. And that was something that really switched in my brain at the time. And it happens to us. You know, if you suspect you've got ADHD um, or maybe you don't even know, you'll know because things happen. Uh, an idea will come in. 
Um, and you've really got to pounce on it. And that's what happened. I found my passion. It was Facebook marketing of all things. I mean, I guess it was just a vehicle, but I just understood it. And so I went to my very first networking event about uh, a week later, armed with two days of this guy, Jonathan Budd was his name, DVDs of Facebook knowledge. And I've walked into this networking event and everyone said, hey, listen, you know, what do you do? Now, I was there as the my mentors, as their salesperson, but I'm like, I'm going to try something different today. Wear another hat. Why not? And I said, oh, you know, I do Facebook marketing for businesses. And I had people go, what? Is that a thing? I'm like, yeah. You know, you, you put your business on Facebook and they went, oh, everyone's on. Yes, that's correct. Everyone's on Facebook. I got my very first job that day doing Facebook marketing for a, a protein powder company at the time, actually. And I just kept going to these events. I was one step ahead of everyone else. I didn't even have an, a branding. I didn't have, I did, had no idea how this was going to happen, by the way. I just trusted that I knew I was one step ahead of everyone else. And I was doing something I was passionate about. I landed my first job and then it went on from there. Eventually, the sales job I had, they said to me, oh, well, you think this Facebook thing can make money? I'm like, well, it is. They said, well, um, has it made any money for us? You know, because they, I was saying, I want to teach it to your people. And I said, well, actually, I've been going behind your back. I've been marketing your events because they were holding events on Facebook. And have you noticed there's more people turning up? And they went, yeah. And I said, and see that client that's just paid you $35,000. She came to one of my Facebook workshop things that I just decided to start um, doing and she signed up to you guys. So it makes money. And then we went on from there. So I went out on my own and started doing my own businesses. Now what I do with that business, and again, it's part of my brain that I didn't realize. I did not realize I had ADHD. I didn't know that the stuff that's going on in here, the hyper-focus, the passion, the energy, the empathy even for others is all part of ADHD. And now everyone seems to think, oh, they might have a little bit of it, but you know, you know, you'll suspect when you've got it and lots of people might not know right now, but you're different. The brain works different and it is a superpower. And so that's what I used. I built my Facebook business up. I hold um, my very first uh, event. I did a three-day event. I turned over seven figures, you know, over a million dollars worth of sales from that. And it went on. And now I do webinars and events and I help others and other business owners to, you know, build their businesses from concept to cash, take their idea and turn it into a, an actual real business. Um, help them, you know, if they've already got a business, turn it to six or seven figures. And I'm able to do that because of this brain. And I worked out a system because, you know, I'm quite disorganized, late. We play the key game every day at home. I'll go, kids, where's the keys? Right? Oh, we're playing the key game again, mum. Oh, where's my phone? Yet I've done it myself, not just one seven-figure business but two. And I've helped so many business owners do the same. And that's sort of my goal for my, you know, the ADHD fempreneur is to help beautiful women out there that have the superpower that has always been seen as something that is negative, that it's actually not. It's 
freaking fantastic. And everyone out there probably wishes they had ADHD, to be honest, because of the stuff that we can achieve. And you'll probably, you know, not realize this, but so many entrepreneurs out there nowadays are actually coming out and saying, hey, we've found out we've got ADHD. So I put together this, this system that, that, that works. And part of the system is realistically, you know, what I've done. It's the following entre people that are doing what I want to do and then doing what they tell me to do, but doing it with passion, something that I'm passionate about. And actually jumping on an idea as soon as it pops in and rolling it out or getting support is actually one of the really key things that's also helped me. I initially did, when I started my business, most things myself, right? Um, however, there's things I'm not good at. I'm not good at the bookwork or the accounting or anything like that. So I had to find people to fill those gaps so that I could live in my genius, right? And, and do this, you know, build this, these businesses and have fun, always got to have fun doing it and having fun doing it. So that's what I did. So then I started, you know, during this journey, I just want to share with you another passion business that I started because it's super fun how this happened, right? I was at a workshop and I was presenting and keep in mind that once you start being successful, start living, you know, your passion, people try and um, cut you down. It's what happens, right? So the higher you get on this this tree, the, the more they'll try and pull you down. So I have naysayers and haters and trolls and the whole works out there, right? And it used to worry me because I'm super sensitive and super passionate and super uh, have a lot of empathy towards others, but so self-critical because of the fact that I was different in my life. So all these trolls would come out and 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 you know attack me and so on and. Again, I used to get upset about it. And then my mentor said to me one day, hey, Kerry, do you know what? That means you're successful. So high five yourself. I'm like, yeah. So that's what I tell my people. Once you start getting successful, people are going to drag you down. You high five yourself and you say, I've made it. Right. So I was on stage one day at an event presenting. And now, nowadays I present and, you know, sometimes in front of, you know, five people, other times in front of a few thousand people, right? Shared the stage with Richard Branson, shared the stage with Arnold Schwarzenegger, with Michelle Bridges, uh, spoken around the world. And this is stuff that I, do you know what, I, in my head, I wanted to do it and I just made it happen, but had to have help along the way. So I'm on stage speaking and, you know, one of the people in the audience trying to heckle me, hackle, heckle me, um, says, Oh, well, you know, it's all good for you. You know, you've got this business, um, you know, you, you're, you're established, blah, blah, blah. What about, you know, for us, us little people, um, you know, what, you know, bet you can't come up with a brand new concept, like, so brand new business, we haven't got one right now, from scratch and make money in 30 days. I'm like, oh, are you really challenging me? <laughs> one of the things that I thrive on is a challenge, right? <laughs> um, so I uh, went, yeah, oh, sh this is perfect for me. So what I did is I used my system. Uh, and the system is, right, if you're coming up from a business from scratch, is come up with a whole heap of ideas that you like or passionate about, right? So what I did is I did what I call, this is what I class as the red wine method, although I'm a New Zealand sav girl, so it's a white wine method, but whatever your poison is, it might be a cup of tea method, usually doesn't come up with 
as funnier ideas. And you get a group of girlfriends around and you sit around, you drink your wine and you just throw out ideas and you write them down, right? And everyone sits and throws out ideas. The key to this red wine or white wine method is you're best to get most of your ideas out before you finish the first bottle, all right? That's the secret to it because those are the best ideas. They get a little bit ridiculous after that. <laughs> so we came up with ideas that I was passionate about. One of them happened to be I'm a runner. I've run since I was seven years old. My parents got me into running. Like that's something I did. And I got really good at it over the years. I was a really good sports person, which again, you know, passionate about. And um, so when we're thinking of ideas to start a business, it's all good to go running, but running's too broad. It's, it's not niched. So then we work on how we're going to niche that down. So I started thinking about different types of running and I came up with marathon running. I'm like, well, I've done a lot of adventure racing, but I've never done a marathon. So ha, I'm now going to start a business and uh, build a community of marathon runners and run a marathon. Hey, why not? Whew, that sounds fun, doesn't it? <laughs> Realizing that a marathon is 42.2 kilometers or 26.2 miles, depending on where you're from, same distance. So I um, did the system. So I came up with marathon running, put together a Facebook page, and it was called Run Marathon Training. Now, the thing with this is I didn't even worry about a name. I just thought, oh, marathon training, run marathon training will do for now. I didn't even worry too much about what it looked like. I didn't have anything. I just knew that end result was get something up and start it. And that was another key thing that I learned uh, now that I know, you know, after getting diagnosed with ADHD is, you know, ideas. We give heaps of them. But if you have an idea, you need to start it pretty quickly because, because otherwise it will move on and you won't get it done, which is why we complete, continually think we don't complete things, is we get bored. So I came up with the idea, we narrowed it down using the system, came up with marathon training or marathon training as being the niche or marathon running. I then put together a Facebook page. I then ran some ads because I knew what I was doing then and they were called like ads. So get people to like your page. And it said, love running marathons like us. That was it. And I started building a following. So build a following and then I needed to do something to build a list. So I'd researched these things called PLRs. So a PLR is a private label right thing. Basically, people write your stuff for you and you can white label it or take it as your own. So I bought this one. Interesting. I, I researched it. It cost me $3.26 and it was a private label right book on running. One of the chapters was about marathon running. I took that chapter and it had seven steps to it. I broke it up within a you know, few days, got a graphic designer to put a cover on it and put it out there as a freebie. And it was the seven steps to running a marathon smarter, not harder, right? That was it. That was my freebie. I did that on day, I think, five of the 30-day the challenge. And then I put it out there, ran some ads, and I had all these people signing up to get this thing. I had one person abused me because in the book I had about running shoes and I had about search your running shoe, go to your shop and search the running shoe and then buy them on the line. They're cheaper. And they took offense to that. So I went, all right, well, not, you're not going to please everyone and don't try to. Uh, often with ADHD, as we try and please everyone, we're people pleasers. You can't. So don't. You'll try, waste too much time trying to please someone. Well, that one, that one person who is the naysayer out there and miss out on, you know, pleasing all your other people who absolutely love you. So I put together this ebook, was getting people on the list. 
And then um, on day – and then I found another site. So it's just, again, passion and doing what I do. Uh, it's called ClickBank. So I had my PLR. I had that as a list builder now, and it's now mine. It's my my book because I can put my name to it. It cost me $3.26, like I said. Then I went to ClickBank, which is a marketplace for digital products, which you can become affiliate. I found one that was around marathon training, and I bought it so I could read through it to see whether it was okay. And then I got the link for this affiliate product and it was paying, I, well, I can't remember what it was paying, but it was paying 50%, I think, comms at the time. And it was a $70 book. And I put it out to my list with an email. And by day 21, I'd made money. I'd sold about six of these programs and made, you know, 100 and something bucks. Maths isn't great for me. So seven of 35, there we go. <laughs> and, um, and I'd made money. I'd proven the concept. But here was the kicker to it, right? I just got started. I just started. Did it. Well, the challenge worked. Worked out my passion and a niche and did it and started. Didn't overthink anything at all. Things come afterwards. So what happened from there is I now had a community of marathon runners, but I'd started to attract mainly female marathon runners. Okay. So I sort of put it out to them. Hey, well, what else do you want? And they went, hey, do you, do you have tops? So another thing I did, again, as I went on to a webinar and there was 10 minute segment of this webinar. It wasn't even about this particular topic, but it was 10 minutes covering. If you do this, this, and this, then there's a, a company out there called Teespring. Teespring is a crowdfunding t-shirt company. So essentially you can get a print on a t-shirt, get people to buy it, and then you don't no money down and then you sell it and you make money. So I just, that night I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning and I did it. I went to this Teespring, I got this design, I put it on there and I'm like, woohoo, I put it out to my list in my community. I'm so excited. It's like, nothing's going to fail here. It failed. I was devastated. I'm like, what? So I went back to the drawing board and I asked a few more questions and realized, oh, wait a minute, it was the design. So I got a new design, put it out. And it took off. I made my first lot of passive income, happy days, making all this money. Then they said they needed, wanted singlets, uh, running tops. So I found a supplier in China, again researched, got a picture of a running top I liked. I got my design put on the front of it. I then sent it out. I got a payment link. I sent it out to my list. And I was in Thailand at the time. I went out on a longboat. I came back. And I had sold hundreds of these things before I even ordered them. I hadn't ordered them. All I had was the concept and I'd sold them as a pre-order six weeks till delivery. So then I had to obviously get this. I sold out of my first container before I even um, paid for it, right? And that was my second business, which is now Marathon Girl. And it's turned into... Uh, an international sportswear brand of clothing. I sell running tops, training courses, nutrition plans, you know, multi, uh, multiple income streams. And it's all been whilst I've got ADHD, right? I've done this my entire life with what some people believe is uh, a negative thing that I believe is a superpower. So that's my aim is to help other women with ADHD or other women out there, you feel like you're different. You can't focus. You have all these ideas. Things don't quite fit and you might be criticized and people might not like you and all this stuff that I had my entire life, this negative, 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 negative. And I still 
high energy, uh, you know, uh, built these passion businesses, built these businesses and have helped others do the same and want to help, you know, every ADHD woman out there love themselves, love their business, build these frigging multi-million dollar businesses to support our spending habits. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's basically where I am today. Um, and now I'm rolling out a, a new venture to help women just like me. So one of the reasons why I've decided to start the ADHD Fempreneur is to help other uh, female entrepreneurs out there that may have ADHD. I strongly suspect that if you're watching and can relate to anything that I've said, you you possibly do, who felt like, you know, your entire life, you've, you've felt like there's another calling for you, um, that you might have started businesses, but they're not quite where you want them to be, or you want to go from six to seven figures, and you know that you need support along the way. That is why I've, I've done you know, this venture and this podcast, I want to help other women just like me who, you know, um, to build these beautiful big businesses to help also to help others as well. So um, if you do resonate with this and you feel like you might be an ADHD uh, entrepreneur out there or you know that you are, then um, I would love you to, you know, support me and this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to this channel and also leave a five-star review on Apple and on Spotify. And um, let me know if there's anything that you specifically want me to cover as well. And I'm looking forward to helping you, lovely woman, really live your superpower with this ADHD cool brain of ours.